you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. It's got till five time, but with a got twist. Till five time. Hello, Jesse. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, sir? I'm good. Your name's Max. It is. Thanks for identifying me to the listeners. Yeah, you identified me. That's professionalism. There you go. Uh, This week is a different format. Don't get scared. If you look at the episode length, hopefully it's shorter than it normally is. Hopefully. Hopefully. What we're doing this week is we're having a little bit of experimentation with the format. So normally, me and Jesse do a top five. He'll pick five. I'll pick five on a subject matter. But this time, we are only picking five things. Drama, right? And, uh, Proper drama. The reason we're doing this is to, I'll be honest with you, maybe we could get some more listeners in with a short format, more digestible for people. We're just trying stuff. We're just spitballing. So if this works, we'll be doing one short episode, one long episode, and we'll repeat like that as we go on and on. Why uh, do people, like, complain when things are too long? I've never understood know. that. I don't Because, like, oh, sorry, too much free content. What's the matter with people? I know. It's not like you have to listen to all in one sitting either. Just listen to a bit on the bus, go to work or whatever you do. Our our listeners aren't employed. And um, and then listen to more later. It's fine. I speak to so many people that say they have to listen to it all in one go. It's ridiculous. It is mad, isn't it? But, you know, we we try and appeal to the masses. We've done the YouTube stuff. We're now trying a a shorter format. And if it doesn't work, we're going to sack it off. But Fine, yeah, just, you're, you're, you're growing with us, listeners. Exactly. So this week's top five is uh, inspired by the fact that we will be featured on an episode of our sister podcast, Game Till 5, that releases this Monday, looking at the top five PS2 games of all time. Me and Jesse worked together to belittle the women. We did. We belittled the women good because we actually recorded it last night, even though it's coming out next week. Uh, so this will be out before that, even though we did... Oh, their very, show yesterday right very confusing. this is this is matrixy i don't like it <laughs> but it was a good episode i really enjoyed recording last night and it's, it was uh, good it was just about eight hours long yeah yeah but it's definitely worth checking out so <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that long um, but you know it was good we were just chatting for a long time but it was funny uh, they give as good as they get those two they do they don't mess about this is so, game till five by the way go listen everyone exactly so we were inspired to do a version of our own we're doing top five best wrestling games of all time and i think anyone who's a wrestling fan has spent time in front of their their tv screen pretending to be wrestlers when we spoke to the ogmo last week he said he used to create himself and that's where he got his inspiration for his character that led to became a wrestler I saw an interview with Corey Graves and he said the exact same thing. There you go. It's like there you we, go. But you know he's not that popular at the moment. Let's not mention Corey Graves. I know he's not, is he? Uh, so <laughs> this is going to be top five best wrestling games of all time. Now, the way the format's going to work is uh, Jesse's going to pick two. I'm going to pick two. But there's also who gets the number one spot? Who gets that coveted number one? This is the best wrestling game. And you want it's to know a mystery. how we've figured a way around this? We have conducted a quiz. So let's throw over to our quiz and find out who gets the illustrious honour of getting the number one spot first. So now joining us is one of our sister podcast hosts, the wonderful, the lovely Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Hello. Now, Nikki <sighs> is going to... What? No, nothing. Carry on. Hi, Nikki. No, go on. <laughs> He's very happy that I'm here. <laughs> Nikki is going to be deciding who gets the number one spot in this very special short-form episode of Got Till 5. So me and Jesse are going to compete now in a quiz. Five questions, am I right in understanding that, Nikki? Yes. Five questions. Me and Jesse are going to be competing to get who gets the number one spot while the other person has to sit there quietly and shut up. And our sound buzzers are, if I know the answer, you'll be hearing this. So does rule. Yeah, they do. And if Jesse knows the answer, you will be hearing this. Hey, chair. Oh, lovely. So, <laughs> Nikki, are you all ready to pre- present? Have you got a spangly-ass jacket on? I, I have, yes. And a wig. And you're wig? sitting on a beanbag, I believe. I am. Um, but I am waiting for you to explain who I am first. I did. I said you were one of our co-hosts from the Game Till Fire podcast. Would you like okay. to... Big yourself up more. No, that's Tell okay. Keep your Twitter handle. Uh, yeah, at Game Till Five. That's pretty much it. It's a very good podcast. They do what we do, but with video games and their yeah. girls. 
it's so yeah we basically do the same kind of thing we do top fives and video games go check it out have you named a quiz by the way would you like to give the quiz a name yes so i'd like to name it nikki super fun time quiz good okay. name, good name. <laughs> yeah, and j- just for the listeners nikki knows nothing about wrestling so any pronunciations anything that she gets wrong she literally knows nothing about wrestling no and just so everyone knows i didn't make these questions i'm just reading them i'm just here for my amazing presence and they were prepared by a third yeah. party just so yes no it's all fair i don't know the questions jesse doesn't know the questions let's get started okay so ready for the first one dun, dun, dun. Just go. so how many times have matt and jeff hardy been tag team champs page here nine you've got it wrong so pass it over to max nah. Ooh. just trying to think when they came back i've got time to think now this is nice you bitch um Seven? Incorrect. Oh, Jesus. This is a bad start. What's the answer? Who was closest? It's 15. So Jesse has one point. Yeah! Ready for the next one? Ready. Okay. At what age did Randy Orton become the youngest heavyweight? Sort of rule. Yeah, they do. Oh, that was Jesse first on my Come on. Yes, it was. He was 24. He was 24 years old. Okay, there's another question to this. You didn't let me finish. So, leading on to that, it was at what age did he become the youngest favorite champ and who did he beat? Right, he was 24 years old and he beat Chris Benoit. Yeah. So, Come on, Max, I'm dicking you, mate. Right, you've got three more questions to go. I think there's a delay that's dicking me because I definitely answered that first. No, you didn't. Mm, We didn't think about this. No, there's no delay. Don't listen to his lies. There's no delay. I'm just going to say who I hear first. Is that okay. fair? Yes, exactly. So she's getting both of our feeds at the same time. So Whoever has the best internet connection is clearly going to win. So, <laughs> question three, you ready? Ready. Yeah. Okay, in what year did Hornswoggle, also amazing name, don't know who that is, but <laughs> I, if I had a wrestling name, I'd call myself Hornswoggle. Um, in what year did Hornswoggle make his first appearance? Sword is raw. Yeah, they do. Ah. I would have to say 2006. Okay, that's incorrect. But Jesse, if you give your answer, we'll see who's closest. Okay, I'm going to say 2007. Okay, so the answer was 2004. Oh, wow, really? So Max gets the point there. I don't I don't think that's correct. What was he doing in 2004? He, maybe he was just like midget number three or something in like a big collection of them. Right, exactly. I didn't make these questions, so I can't actually confirm the validity. Yeah, well, I got the point, so I'm not going to argue it. But uh, yeah, don't I, argue I, it. So that's what two one. Two one. Yeah, that was when Hornswoggle appeared. Whoever that is. By the way, Nikki was a tiny leprechaun who lived under the ring and helped a Irish man by the name of Finley. Is that also that's a lie? Is the bastard son of Vince McMahon? All true stories. He was a goblin that lived under the ring. He was. No, a, a leprechaun, not a goblin. <laughs> Same thing. No, no it's not. Right, leprechauns, are, leprechauns are friendly Irish goblins. The mm, nine. Um, <laughs> so, we're ready for question four? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, how many days has Trish Stratus been WWE ladies champ? Sword is raw. Yeah, they do. Ah. <sighs> a hard one I think I don't really know I guess this is who comes closest yes and it's in days that's the answer that I've got if that helps okay I'm gonna go with she said eight seven seven or eight seven hundred and fifty days incorrect Jesse six hundred and forty two it was 828. Oh, fucking so right, Max doggy. gets the point. Too old. So you are literally too old, and this is going to be the decider. <laughs> fucking right, doggy. That's good cake. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for getting the reference. <laughs> okay, he's ready for question five. Well, you got to build yes. attention, Nikki. This is the tiebreaker. Uh, question five. How many days has Shawn Michaels held a championship belt? Uh, Jesus. Uh, Sword is right. Yeah, they do. Oh, I got Max then. Oh, okay. So, so the question is, how many... Is this, like, all of his titles? How It just says, how many days has Shawn Michaels held a championship belt? Uh, fuck, if, if we're doing every single belt... Oh. 
that's really difficult. Again, yeah. it's you're probably not going to get it, but if you try and do the closest to... Yeah, if I can... Judging by the number, Nikki, would you say that... Oh, you wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> I can pretend. No. Uh, okay, let's just pretend it's for all titles. That's the way the question reads. Would you agree, Jesse? Yeah. Yes, okay. I would agree. It's got to be... He's a Grand Slam champion. He's held every title there is. If it <clears> helps, <throat> it does say belts. Belts. Yeah. All right, so he's held every single title known to man. I'm going to go... 3,000 days. Fuck it out. Incorrect, Jesse. Incorrect. Um, so I'm thinking he is a Grand Slam champion, as you say, Max, but it doesn't feel like he's ever had real lengthy reigns. He's not one of those long champions. That's true. Can I change my so answer? I, no, you can't. So I think that um, everything combined comes to... Um, the price is right. Yeah, 712 Okay, so I can confirm that the winner of this quiz, the best quiz ever, follow Game Till Five on Twitter, is Jesse. Yeah, oh. what was the answer? It was three hundred and ninety-six. Oh, barely anything, Jesus. That that must just be his like world title then. Yeah, it's a matter because I won. Fuck's sake. Yes, I'm the winner, so I get number one on the show. Um, and I plan to use it. I plan to abuse that. Yeah, you get to kick off with number five, and you get to have number one. Yeah. Well, thank you for um, coming on. I guess Nikki. A little bit. You're now. welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Cheers. Nikki. You can come back anytime. And everyone, go listen to their show because we're on it. Yeah. At Game till five. Um, you can find them. There's even a little bit on the website. And our website's what, Jesse? Gotofive.com forward slash game till five and you can listen to all their episodes seriously check them out they're one of our favorite podcasts and that's not just because we own them it's because we love them bye nikki bye Bye. thank you so there you have it folks there it was that was recorded last night and all and um, i remember winning i don't remember much but i remember winning (sighs) jesse won i don't well thanks nikki for um for hosting that but um it was a poorly written quiz poorly written um i feel like if and when we do this again in the future because i like the idea of getting friends on to do like a little quiz it's a good yeah, way of, like fun. you know and even if some listeners want to get involved it'd be a good way to kind of like get more people non-wrestlers involved with the podcast so it it was uh it was a quiz that was written i'm not talking to the public max i know you're not i'll, I'll, I'll not talk I'll, to the general public i'll address them that sean michael's <laughs> question though fuck that sean michael's but, question yeah it was stupid but uh, i still won so i i don't i, I actually liked it <laughs> <laughs> of course you yeah. so let's get started with our top five and the only way we know how with a very boom bastic intro mr <laughs> bombastic Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Me! By God, Gene. So Jesse By has the honour of having... Right about that murder. Sorry, God. <laughs> Jesse has the honour of having pick number five, number three, and number one. There are no crossovers in this episode as we normally have in our previous ones. So if Jesse takes one of my favourite games, I've just got to replace it with another one I've got on my backups. So I'm going to be pissed, but you could do the same to me as well. This is true, and it was very tempted to... Because I know what your favourite you, you know you know what my number one will be right so yeah, yeah. you could just like chuck that in at number four just gonna like dick it on four but I'm not going to Jesse and I'm hoping me extending that olive branch of friendship you'll return the favour so please kick us off with number five my number five is um this is for um old old people my first one is called um WWF Wrestlemania the arcade game hmm Specifically, um, the Mega Drive port is what I played, but it was on a, it was in arcades for years before. I never played it in arcades because we're British, you know that sort of thing, really. Um, but it um, then went on SNES and all that good stuff. Sega Saturn as well, I think. Um, it's a good game, and it doesn't really play like a wrestling game. It plays like a Mortal Kombat game. It was basically a Mortal Kombat ripoff, like the way that you played it, but. Um, but obviously not bloody and stuff, and it was just really stupid. So, did like this the sense of come out like at just after WrestleMania one. 
No, no, um, it's not that old. Okay. Uh, it's it's got like Bret Hart in it and stuff. So oh, okay. I think it, it was like ninety five. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at that. So it came out in ninety five and then came out on the Mega Drive. Oh, it came out on the Mega Drive the same year it was in arcades. Normally, there's a bigger gap than that. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's mental. So commentary is provided by Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler. Um, Howard Howard Finkel appears, introduces people, and it, actually the graphics are pretty cool for the time they again like i said they rip off mortal kombat so you sort of got that it it's kind of like a weird photo of them that they're moving do you know what i mean yeah like, i'm just oh, mortal uh, kombat used to look like that and looking out now actually you're right it doesn't look too bad kind of graphic wise I'm, I'm i'm looking at one with kind of uh bam bam bigelow and undertaker and yeah 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 it looked good and it, that sort of animation and same with the mortal kombat games always makes me think of angela anaconda do you remember that weird cartoon <laughs> yes. When it's like photos, like just still photos that they've made move, and it's weird. And Angela Anaconda, oddly, always reminded me of Anne Frank when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I conflated those two in my head. So every time I think of Angela Anaconda, I think of um, Anne Frank. But anyway, uh, this game, um, I'm reading this straight from the Wikipedia page. It says. Um, um, what separates this game from previous and future WF video games is it's over-the-top and very cartoonish attacks. Examples include Doink the Clown pulling out pulling a mallet out of thin air, Razor Ramon's arm transforming into a blade, or Bam Bam Bigelow's fists catching on fire. Ooh. So that's fun, right? And I played this game before I was a wrestling fan. I just had it on Mega Drive. So it was just like this fictional fighting game with these superheroes who I later found out were real-life people, which is mental. But before we move on, um, I know it's supposed to be a quick show. Um, I um, want to share with you some of the um, endings because you basically go through like arcade style, right? You're just fighting. You choose your wrestler yeah. and then you're fighting all the other wrestlers. Then at the end, it gives you a little synopsis of what's happened to that your character, your wrestler once you've won. <laughs> okay. And it's okay. Um, which actually, I'll give you the choice, Max. Okay. So, um, do you want to hear um, what? Do you want to hear what The Undertaker does after becoming champion of the world? Shawn Michaels um, or Razor Ramon? They're probably the three best ones. So is this like kayfabe what actually happened or did the game make up a narrative? The game made up the most beautiful narrative for oh. the end. For, and it just it just shows like a picture of your character and writes it out at the end. I... At, like uh, during the credits. It's amazing. Give, give me the undead wizard. What did the undead wizard do? Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will read you the Undertaker. So, yeah, it happens. Um, congratulations, you're the new WWF World Champion. Blah, 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 blah. The Undertaker. After the dust settled and the smoke clears, the Undertaker stood alone in the spotlight, silent. He approached his last victim slowly, knelt down on one knee, and stared deeply into his eyes. It was a stare so intense it seemed to go past the man's eyes, past the flesh itself, straight to the soul. Taker lowered his head and covered the man's heart with his hand. The lights mysteriously went black, and all that could be seen through the darkness was a mist-like shape rising up from the beaten man and dissipating into the Undertaker. Without any hesitation or remorse, (laughs) he did this systematically to each of his foes that evening, as if in some hypnotic trance. It's a shame, too, because he actually liked some of those guys. (laughs) It's not not surprising, though, as no one ever could understand the ways of the Undertaker, except maybe Paul Bearer. After all was done, the Undertaker disappeared into the blackness and headed off into Death Valley, where he may rest in peace. (laughs) That's brilliant, So he absorbed their souls. He committed murder, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. So you played this I'm game. Gonna read you, I'm going to read you more. It's, uh, like, they're, they're brilliant. But I've yeah, just got um, this image of you. So like you played this game before you knew what wrestling was. And then you find yeah. out these people really exist. And Undertaker comes on your screen as a real life human being. How fucking traumatizing is that? Mummy, that's the it's man mental. that takes people's souls. It's Yeah, it's mental, right? But um, let me... Give me another, give me another. Find... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so... Sean Michaels. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll have to read you Sean's and Razor's because they're all really good. Okay. They're all good. I encourage you to read them all, but these are probably the three best. But um, this one, so imagine this. You say that, but you know how much I love Sean Michaels. This might have had a reason why. So I would have read this before I knew that Sean Michaels was a real life person. Yeah. Um, Sean strutted around the ring arrogantly for several minutes, flexing and chewing his gum with an obnoxious smirk on his face. He had always bragged that he was the greatest thing to grace the world, rest, well, grace the world wrestling federation, and now he has finally proven it. The ladies in the audience reached out their arms to him and screamed his name. With that, Sean thought he'd be cute by teasing them with a little hip action. 
The ladies, in an uncontrollable, lust-crazed frenzy, stampeded the ring like cattle, trying to get hold of him. Sean scrambled to escape the clutches of the horde, but to no avail. They quickly cornered him and proceeded to ravage him mercilessly. When they were through, Sean was left lying motionless, sans his clothing and some hair, yet with a big old grin stamped on his face. He loved the attention, and more so, he loved the women. His craving for attention and multiple women led him to leave wrestling and become a politician where he could get his fill of both. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ! Shawn Michaels got gang-raped at the end of this game, basically. (laughs) Okay, we've got murder and gang-rape. I'm kind of scared for what Razor's going to do. You ready for Razor? I don't think I am. Okay, so um, so the bad guy wins, right? Um, he's the WWF champion. Hey, yo. <sighs> hey, yo. Right, this one. This one is just... This was still, Like, those two are funny. This one's just bizarre. Um, Razor took the World Wrestling Federation gold back to Cuba with him. He showed the good people there what America has to offer to anyone who is willing to work hard to make their American dream come true. Razor became an inspiration to all as he toured the world as a motivational speaker, talking about his American dream come true and showing them the gold. One night after a seminar, while walking back to his car, Razor got jumped by four thugs who beat him to an in- within an inch of his life and ran off with the gold. All of it, including the stuff around his neck and his now broken fingers. <laughs> after that incident, Razor's spirit was shattered and he fell into a state of deep depression. Jesus. He, yeah, right. He wallowed in musty seaside taverns and slept on benches in train stations until one day he just disappeared. He wasn't seen for three years. Recent reports indicate that the bad guy is alive and well and running a small pawn shop in Chile. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How... They're brilliant. They're all brilliant. Uh... Yeah, these are these. Yeah, that is worth. Like the game was quite fun to play if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, same sort of thing. But worth it just to get these endings, right? You have sold that game to me. It's so I've, good. I, it's so good. I want to meet the man who wrote that narrative at the end and just thought, I really don't like Scott Hall. I'm going to get him beaten <laughs> and mugged. <laughs> There's loads. I'll send you, um, and you can put it on the Twitter or something. There's actually someone's, uh, someone on Reddit has compiled a thread of like all the different endings of this game, so you can read them all, and they're amazing. Oh, I love it! I love it. That's a that's an excellent kickoff for, for wrestling games. Uh, yes, thank you. My my number four, or I should say, the number four, is a one I want to put higher as like my number two, but I'm so scared you're going to take it away from me that I just can't risk it. <laughs> So I just have to talk nervous, about it now. Little nervous, little. I know, right? Little nervous, little rat, <laughs> little rat. So <laughs> this game, I same as you. I played this before. I was actually a proper like fan of wrestling. I didn't know who the characters were. I didn't know like what was going on really. Like I'd seen wrestling, and I was kind of like getting into it. And I think that's how I ended up acquiring the game. But I knew like three or four or five wrestlers. Uh, it was on the PlayStation One, a the WWF Attitude game. Ooh, okay. This is post the SmackDown game. So this came out in nineteen ninety nine. After then, okay. Yeah, or around the same Randa, time. I, I think around it's the same time as two. Ju- yeah, so two came out in two thousand. Ah, okay. So yeah, just before. That makes sense. So the gameplay in this is not great um and i've never played it not a lot of people kind of have and really remember it so this kind of came out just as owen hart had passed away the the unfortunate accident and in the game there's a memorial to him so when you load up the game there's in memory of owen hart and i'm like who the fuck is that okay yeah that's weird that's weird if you're not arrested yeah if you're just a kid like and you don't know anything you're like what's happening yeah but they kept him in the game uh you can also play as blue blazer which i thought was a little dark yeah, that it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all I remember playing was like the hardcore matches because you could make them bleed. I think it was like one of the first games of like blood and stuff. or, or And it just was like really you could do hardcore matches and they use people's voices. So when you were scrolling through to select who it was, it'd be like, I'm the road dog. And they do like a little promo while you're selecting the wrestler and stuff it was really funny oh that's fun did you get i'm an ass man i don't remember billy guns but we can only hope or he was telling a nine-year-old me to suck it which has different connotations (laughs) the amount of children they told to suck it it's uncomfortable (laughs) thousands millions millions in (laughs) so um but the, the thing i loved about this game and i think this is what kind of stayed with me throughout all wrestling games is that what you see in my two choices because i only get two i hate this um is that i 
<laughs> that like fell out your mouth. I, I'm so unhappy. <laughs> uh, so the thing I loved about this game is the creation aspect. So you could probably like create wrestlers and stables, and there was there was so much free choice when it came to the creation aspect of this game. Um, I created a wrestler called Mysterio, but spout with an eye. I. I wasn't really fully understanding who Rey Mysterio was or uh, character gimmick infringement so were you aware of Rey Mysterio at all I think I because I'd seen like episodes of WCW on channel 5 so I would have seen him but not like he was unmasked in 2000 as well wasn't he yeah yeah, different well my guy had a mask so it's fine so maybe Rey ripped you off maybe he did son of a bitch and uh, I would come through the crowd, like, uh, it had Edge's entrance from Brood, so you could, like, take people's entrances and use them as your own kind of deal. Um, way ahead of its time, because they didn't even introduce custom entrances in WE games until, like, 08 or 07. So it had its had its good stuff going on. And Do you remember the custom entrances in the later I games, do. and you try and then, like, sync the pyro up and stuff? Death for like, hours. You have to get it just yeah. right. Yeah, like, shit! I remember having it goes off at just the wrong one time. character who I'd get them in the ring, and just as they stand on the turnbuckle to pose, it would have, like, the shower pyro effect. At nice. the time, that was... Oh... I, I could have got Painful. a much better grade in my studies if oh. I'd not. Do you remember? Um, did you ever see my heel character on SmackDown vs. Raw when I had um, Smoke Two Joints, um, Sublime yes. covering yeah. it as my entrance music? And it was the demo, and it's like this really dark sounding reggae song. It worked really well, didn't it? Did. It was like heel um, entrance music. I might bring that back. That's something a lot of WE games need to bring back is like custom entrance music. That That's all we really cared about. It's all about, yeah, if we had, like, shit-hot customization on the wrestling games now, I'd buy them, I'd be much more into playing. Exactly, and the fact that they were, like, rocking stuff in 99, which that took them another 10 years to to do, is kind of mental. Uh, I remember feuding most with, kind of, Road Dog. Road Dog kind of became a favourite wrestler after that, just the fact that I wrestled him so much in the game. Um, you have people like Ken Shamrock and Jeff Jarrett, I mentioned Owen Hart previously, you know, Edge, and just, it had a really good kind of like solid mid-card, well, what what the mid-card was of the Attitude Era. And Did you have Benoit and Malenko and people like that? I don't think you did. Might be just before they jumped I, over. Yeah, I'd have to look at the roster list because this is uh, mm. just fresh from my memory. But yeah, I played this game a ridiculous amount and had so many hardcore matches and loved creating wrestlers. And I think because of this game, it made me search out more wrestling and actually pay attention to what was happening on like channel 5 and channel 4 and stuff nice yeah this moves on quite nicely because uh, this this will be the game that followed that one i guess as we just worked out this is wwf smackdown 2 know your role on the ps1 this is one of my Um, backups ah also known as exciting pro wrestling 2 in japan (laughs) it was called um uh it's but yeah great game um again like um, it's similar to the um, the WrestleMania arcade that I chose. Like I've got fond childhood memories of playing this game, except I was actually a wrestling fan, or like knew more about wrestling, and that it was a real thing when I was playing this. I used to go over to my mate Jack's house, and we just used to play this for hours. Um, it's it's I, there was SmackDown One, which was awesome as well. Um, but I feel like, and while SmackDown One was the first sort of 3d game where you're in a ring wrestling which is the same sort of style they're even doing today in wrestling games um smackdown 2 built on that and i think did a really really good job um you can play as Malenko as well which is the only wrestling game to my knowledge that you can play as Malenko in so that's important to me um it was the first game benoit was in so that's exciting um my only criticism is that um, Ken Shamrock is not in this game. Yeah. And if Ken Shamrock was in this game, it would have basically had my perfect roster of people I would have liked to have been. Um, also, oddly, I didn't know this, because um, I don't remember it ever happening um, when I was a kid, but according to the interwebs, um, it says here, Big Show and Ken Shamrock were removed from the game before release. Big Show was removed because WE sent him to OVW because he was all fat and shit. And um, Shamrock left WE to do MMA, as we know. So they sort of pulled them out last minute. But whilst they pulled them out as playable characters, they forgot to pull them out. Like, their data stayed on the disc, and they can occasionally pop up randomly if you play a Royal Rumble match. Oh, really? They'll both, yeah, they'll both randomly come out. And if you've been eliminated beforehand, you cannot select them to be them. So you could actually play as them in the Royal Rumble. Um, But that was it with those two um, characters. 
Um, but that's quite cool. But And also, it was their random unlockables. Do you remember? Like, So Stone Cold would have been like the hottest wrestler ever when this game came yeah. out. Yet he was an unlockable character. Yeah, it, it was baffling. Doesn't make sense. And I remember um, unlocking Shawn Michaels. That was funny. Billy Gunn was an unlockable um, unlockable character as well because he's an ass man. And <laughs> that is... Um, that was cool. Yeah, first it says here, uh, first WWE game to feature wrestlers such as Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Michael Cole is an unlockable character. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, but Michael Cole was just a backstage um, like interviewer at the time with his little blonde frosted tips. Do you remember? I do remember definitely. I always remember in this game the the loading screens. There were like the pictures, but they were signed. Um, and yes! they were the longest loading God, that screens. Was some good- yeah, but there was some good diva ones. I was going to say, like the Tristratus one. Well, I remember being home, home from school sick, playing this game, and I just keep playing matches really quickly to get the loading screen up to see if that Tristratus one would come up again. <laughs> just, just desperately waiting. Yeah, for just it. me tapping out. It's fine. I'll tap out. I'll tap out. Just Yeah, she looked amazing in that one. And um, Deborah's tater tots in the picture that... Um, we chose. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you see, yeah, not sexist. Just eleven, twelve, 11, like ten, eleven-year-old boys um, becoming men. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, and also it was so much fun as a game in terms of like the finishers. Like you could just rack up five finishers and just keep unloading them. It was. Uh, it's not the most like best realistic wrestling game, but I'd say it's probably one of the most fun in terms of just punching, kicking doing all the stupid shit you can imagine with it um, and just, yeah, having a great time with it. It's great. I was obsessed with the Hardys when I was a kid as well, as was my mate Jack, so we just used to play as the Hardy Boys all the time, which was cool. Hardy Boys and um, Kane and Undertaker. We basically had, like, every tag team in the game, we had our guy from that tag team, do you know what I mean? Like, I was always Matt, he was always Jeff, I was always Kane, he was always Taker, I was always Bubba Ray, he was always Devon. It was cool. It was. And there also used to be kind of a good, like, um cutscenes and like behind the scenes stuff it, it was a... yeah so there was no talking in the game at no, all, it was all text, so you just yeah. sort of you'd see the cuts for yeah text and they'd just be like um shaking their heads at each other and like <laughs> um silently laughing which is yeah it's uh yeah really good game and and one i played a lot especially when i was home i think when i bought the game i suddenly became a very ill child staying home a lot <laughs> I don't know I'm sick again let me stay home little anew. you do look like I've always thought I've never told you this before uh, when I see pictures of you as a child uh, I've forgotten his name I think it's Edmund you look like uh, the sickly kid in Secret Garden mm. yeah Edmund <laughs> Did you know what I mean? when are you seeing pictures of me as a child <laughs> they just occasionally you pop them up on Facebook every now and again like pictures of you as a little boy or like they or like when I was in your family home, they had pictures around. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Banging twinning and that, and uh, yeah, you look like uh, that kid who whose legs didn't work, and they used to put him in the ice bath and that. <laughs> Cheers, bud. <laughs> but with a much bigger head. Much bigger head. I feel that that was the problem. All the blood had to go to my head to keep it functioning. Yeah, you're with the little body, just desperately pumping blood to your head. <laughs> I remember posting. A, I posted a picture of when I was like in Florida on holiday when I was a kid and it was like a comparison photo and Matt just commented you grew into your head then <laughs> <laughs> cheers friends you're like hey Arnold <laughs> anyway I did have the nickname football head anyway <laughs> my, the number two best wrestling video game in our humble opinion because this is a group effort that we've not discussed with each other yeah. is uh, PS2 Smackdown vs Raw 2007 Seven, interesting. Yes. Was GM mode on that one? This is the second year that I had GM mode. So 2006 was the first one, and 2007 was the better. Was the I used to one. enjoy GM mode, um, right? Yeah. And um, who was it? Who did I turn into a massive star? Oh, Chris Masters turned into like a, a, a big, big time draw when I was in GM mode. Mm. And that's solid. I think you did. You just picked the most random people that you could kind of because it was such a mid card heavy game that one. Yeah. Of who you could have. But the the thing I love about SmackDown vs. Raw 07 is it was the first kind of, like, change in towards having an actual, like, wrestling game that felt real and, like, you could control and stuff. Because this is when they brought in the analog controls, um, where you could do, like, moves with the the analog by going different ways. 
you could move around the ring holding your opponent uh you could throw them anywhere just the analog controls made it so much better to play with and just so much easier with the grappling system uh you could also fight into the crowd and this was the first game to introduce a stamina system do you remember the stamina like yeah, yeah totally. I wasn't. I wasn't mad on the stamina system. No, to be that with you. that needed tweaking, but it was a cool kind of like feature to add. You couldn't just, as we just mentioned with SmackDown two, just hit finisher after finisher after finisher, and then win the match. You had to actually pace a match out. Yes, and this was the first game that also balanced, so you couldn't have Rey Mysterio pick up Big Show for a power bomb. He'd do like the whole "oh my back hurt" kind of deal. So Luke not Storrs- true. I'll go on. Here comes the pain. Did that? Did it now? Yeah, here comes the pain. Had cruiserweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight, and super heavyweight classes. Why? Do, see, this is my issue with wrestling games. They, if they just took all the cool features and put it into one game, their problems would be solved. The yeah, fact it's that true. GM mode has been taken out. Now, obviously, the best thing about this game is the GM mode. Now, the year before was great, but the improvement on this one is absolutely ridiculous and i recently as of six months ago repurchased this game to play the gm mode <laughs> nice. i wanted like two days of just like i'm gonna be general manager smackdown it's gonna be brilliant who did you get over who did i get over i think it might have been carlito nice solid choice god i miss carlito god don't we all don't we all and uh yeah bring back I, I feel like this is purely in my list for gm mode because competing against the other like it was pure random speculation like i would come up with planned storylines in my head i'd come up with matches that make sense i'd have like the best show ever i'd look at raw they'd be like oh ladder match for the <laughs> nothing in the main event and you've got a hell in a cell and they'd win you know it was yeah. bullshit like the rating that's, that's, system that's exactly what nitro did in real life <laughs> they would just <laughs> yeah. like throw all their like best shit on free telly that's how they won the ratings for so long I, I understand Vince's frustration now because when I finally start getting ahead and like, because your wrestlers got injured and you've got to buy new ones and people get unhappy and it's it's a horrible, horrible business <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep that carny show running. I've got to be okay. honest. Um, yeah, and, and there's Bordervilles. nothing worse than doing a full year and not winning the GM trophy at the end. Oh man, so many hours put into absolutely nothing. Yeah, you have no idea how many hours goes into doing a full year on that game. It's insane. <laughs> you say about the um, heavyweight class, the only reason I know about that with Here Comes the Pain is because I remember... Um, um, so Eddie Guerrero was a light heavyweight, Brock Lesnar was a super heavyweight in the game. So Eddie Guerrero could not suplex, do his three amigos suplex on Brock Lesnar in the game. Oh, okay. and then, but No Way Out 2004... Eddie Guerrero does his three amigo suplexes on Brock Lesnar, and I'm watching it going, what the fuck? (laughs) You can't do that on the game. Why is he doing it in real life? I was really pissed off. Come on, Eddie. Keep the kayfabe of the game alive. And an interesting note for you, this, as you were probably well aware, this 07 game is the last video game to include former heavyweight champion Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, and he was wearing yellow, his yellow and red tights in it. Exactly. Well. Like, yeah, but I know it's, everything. It's <laughs> also Benoit. weird because most of the campaign mode in this game features a narrative around Benoit and his quest to become champion. Yes. So that's a bit weird. That is weird. It's also weird. I'm going back, SmackDown versus Raw? Well, Smackdown vs. Raw 2006 um, is the last game to have an alive Eddie Guerrero in it. Um, and there's a whole storyline in that where he ends up getting thrown into a casket by The Undertaker and buried and shit. And then he died like the same month that video game came out. So that was bad timing as well. Yeah, I imagine they didn't do too much kind of press promotion for these kind of games. Uh, 2007, though... The copy I picked up was a platinum version, so it must have sold a shit ton. So well, yeah, they, well they always do, don't they? These games, I think every year, like just uh, wrestling fans just buy them and then play them for a week, if that, and then just put them down, and then they end up in CEX, and that's why you get to buy them for fifty p. Exactly. I'm trying to think of the last wrestling game I really enjoyed. Might have been fourteen. I God, it might even before that. Uh, last wrestling game I truly enjoyed is probably SmackDown vs Raw two thousand and nine, yeah. and that's um, because I lived with Rob at the time, and we just started the most mental create a wrestling federation. Oh yes, do you remember? Yeah, like yeah. we had, we had, they had like, notebooks. notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I because this is the thing. I would come round and I'd see 
Rob and Jesse about, hey guys, let's hang out, let's do some stuff. And they're like, no, 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 let, let, let's show you what we've been working on, guys. I've I got to show you my notebook. And they'd be like going through these storylines and I'd have to be like, uh, when did you guys last leave the house? <laughs> yeah, we didn't leave much. Um, we So we actually had two going. We had um, a Create a Wrestler Federation going, which was awesome. And we also had a federation based on the actual real-life roster of that game. But we were, like, putting the... We basically... We banned all main eventers. So we took them all out of our federation. This is before the WWE Universe modes, by the way. This is just us doing exhibition matches with each other and keeping track of it in our notebooks. And... We basically got rid of so all the cool. main events. Yeah, right. So um, <laughs> you kids don't know. Um, we got rid of all the main event stars. Our um, truth became a multi-time world champion. I remember he basically became the Ric Flair of our promotion. He was just <laughs> he had like, like he, had, he was carrying the thing on his shoulders. He was brilliant. Um, Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, came up as a young, bright, emerging star. That was good. Um, and Mark Henry became a power heel. I remember that too. But the creator wrestler side of the federation we had, um, Rob, in his infinite wisdom, created what I think is the greatest tag team in the world. They were. Um, I was really worried Aryan, you were going to mention this. The Aryan Twins are called the Fourth Reich. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that is the greatest tag team in the world. And then um, he eventually turned them on each other because that's the WWE booking way. And um, they turned on each other because basically one of the twins said, maybe the Jews are all right. <laughs> that, that turned in face. <laughs> I don't know if that would fly in a real promotion, Jesse. <laughs> oh, they give it a good go, I'm sure. I, I, but it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, who else did I put in? Vice Rampage was obviously in that. Vice Rampage, to anyone who doesn't know, which is everyone, um, <laughs> is um, my created wrestler from back when I was a child. I've just created him diligently, year after year, Vice Rampage. He's basically a mix of Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar, but with white hair. And uh, he's always been um, he's always been a solid fixture in my life, Vice Rampage. Yes, and <laughs> you you did. You just got kind of like attached to... I'm sure everyone who plays these games can relate. You just create re- wrestlers year on, year on that you, you want to kind of improve and you get attached yeah. to them. I miss he that was great. His Vice Rampage's entrance music was Faint by Linkin Park and it was awesome. Which worked. A lot of Linkin Park works. Paper cut as well you had for a bit. Yes, he did have paper cut for a bit. In fact, I think I changed it from faint to paper cut only because um, the timing of the Randy Orton shower of gold that I gave Vice Rampage in his entrance synced up better with the drop in paper cut than it did with faint. So it was purely a timing issue. I just want to point out this was when we were like 14 because I feel like whatever minuscule cool points we had on this podcast, we just disappeared in the last three minutes. Do you think it makes it better that we were 14? Yeah, it's better than it's it's better than the alternative. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I mean, it is, but only, I mean, we were doing this when we were 14, and only a couple of weeks ago, we were um, helping each other build a farm on Stardew Valley, and very, <laughs> and very seriously discussing what crops to buy and um, how to go about this. So I don't think that much has changed, really. Hey, man, running a farm is business. It's, There's a lot it's that goes difficult. into it. Especially when you get pigs. Those fuckers don't feed themselves. (laughs) Right, lovely. Should we move on to number one, then? Yeah, sorry. Okay, let's uh, blast out number one. I've just talked about it already. So this is is what Jesse earned in his quiz. So I don't want want the quiz to be for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So I've earned number one. And get used to this, because I'm going to win every quiz every time we do a show like this. And so you're going to be hearing me talk about a lot of shit I like. So much more Benoit's coming to this podcast, brother. Um... (laughs) So, my favourite wrestling game of all time is SmackDown Here Comes the Pain shocker. on the PlayStation 2. Absolute shocker, I know. Um, where do you rank it for you, for you? Honestly, I would probably say the same. Yeah, it's just awesome, right? It's And I feel like it's kind of overlooked as well, because um, it came out at a weird time for WE, because it was like... Um, WE had taken over WCW and all that. The Monday Night Wars were over and everything calmed down. Um, a game called Shut Your Mouth came out, which was pretty good. Um, but then this game came out when sort of wrestling fandom had properly died down a bit. and But it coincided with me and Max's favourite era of wrestling. And it has an awesome season mode, like you were saying about them um, combining all stuff from previous games. The season mode was amazing because you could do it as a creator wrestler or you could do it as yourself. 
um, you know, yourself being um, a character you like. For me, it was Benoit, obviously, all the time. But you could be anyone. Tajiri, Stevie Richards. Ultimo Dragon was in this game. How mental is that? Yeah. Um, and uh, you could just progress through and do your own storylines and become champion. Or not. You could um, stay in mid-card forever if you wanted to because you would make that choice when GMs would ask you what you wanted to challenge for, what storyline you wanted to get involved with and stuff. And you, you could just coast if you wanted to. You could make a deal with the devil. Vince McMahon would come up to you occasionally. Or, um, or yeah, just go to the top. Um, Caesar mode was awesome. Multiplayer was great. Yeah, um, fantastic. My, my, my talent of um, tapping buttons incredibly quickly um, came from this game because the submission thing... You just had to hammer a button as quick as you could. Do you remember? Whoever hammered it quicker basically either tapped out or escaped from the submission. Yeah, which is something I've always sucked at in games. I don't have fast enough fingers for that kind of bullshit. Yeah, I diligently trade. My fingers were thicker than my wrists. Yeah, also, yeah, great game. Um, uh, talking about um, the lovely ladies and their loading screens. There were some good ones on this game as well. Yeah. Um, that you actually had to unlock and purchase. So it was, um, it was like a, yeah, it was worth it. And yeah, just a great game. Just a great game. Mental roster because of the time it was brought out and the people there. It, it was the most, yeah, it was the most stacked roster you can imagine. Like Rock, Austin, Taker, Sean, Triple H, Angle, Cena, Orton, Lesnar, Jericho, Benoit, Eddie. Just everything was in this game. Goldberg. Yeah. Like it was the most. Steiner. Scott Steiner's in this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was around the time when like, WCW had been acquired and all this kind of stuff and it was that flip over and it was the most stacked roster they, they had ever had I yeah. I would say only now are they rivaled with a stacked roster So can you imagine, so I was thinking about this the other day you know the Invasion pay-per-view yeah. um, and what a disappointment the whole that whole thing ultimately was imagine if they just put it off a year when all the WC con- WCW contracts had run out they could have done this invasion angle with WCW, but they would have had people like Goldberg, people like Steiner, people like... I mean, Booker T had made it because he went early, didn't he? But, like, all these sort of proper it's, WCW headliners it's that could have been involved in that storyline. Frustrating thing in the world of what they could have done with it. All they had to do was kayfabe keep Shane McMahon in control, run some shows, and then have the wrestlers start to get really pissed off with Shane's management style, do the invasion... And yeah, it would have been golden. Exactly. But no. It's but yeah, fools. They just wanted to spunk their load as quickly as they could, didn't they? Exactly, and it didn't work. But yeah, this and also let's not forget the matches you could have in this. This was the debut of the Elimination Chamber that you. Oh have shit! There. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber was awesome. Um, that was yeah, that was really fun. And uh, nothing more heartbreaking than going in first and making it all the way to the end, only to um, lose. I feel your pain, um, Kofi. I feel your pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, what else? Um, oh, you had like you could go backstage, and there were some really cool areas. Um, you could climb up. Um, what's it called? The big um, uh, Times Square. You could cl- like go to Times Square in New York and climb up the fucking massive tower there and just throw your opponent off. That you could good. elbow drop from a helicopter. A helicopter. Yes, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some. Yeah, there was some mental stuff. It was a really nice mix of. Um, like realistic wrestling if you wanted to in the ring and just absolute madness exactly and um yeah it, it it's as close as perfect as you can get for a wrestling game um in all honesty and as you say the storyline was so in depth and so just ridiculous for its time how how much you could do and how much control you had over it if they could just like it's very popular to remake games just remake smackdown here comes to pain with today's roster oh, i love it to be fair, I still I still play it quite a lot. You do actually, I still got yeah. my PS2 says Yes, uh, at least once a year, I reckon I go through a good season mode and um, turns against. Well, it's just nice to play as Benoit. I'm as Benoit. <laughs> oh bless! <laughs> so those are the top five best games according to us. Real sorry for everyone who's listening, who's screaming at their whatever listening device saying, what the fuck haven't they mentioned WF No Mercy? Yes, No, no Mercy. No Mercy on the N64. N64, it's the best game I've made. Yes, it's a great game. It is a good game. And actually, one thing I will say about N64 and No Mercy, it is the only wrestling game where you could, um, or it was certainly the first one, that you could do this to an advanced level, because I used to do it with my mate Ed, where you could not only have competitive matches but you could simulate matches together mm. like like you would you would be working together right you'd be like okay let's put on a good match because it would have all the right buttons to um 
like make someone kick out if you wanted that like it wouldn't lift their head up they'd kick out even though you're the one that let go of the pin so stuff like that and you could plan like um matches and cool spots to each other and just try and put on a five-star classic instead of actually trying to beat each other right and i used to really enjoy yeah, doing that exactly so we're not saying you know it's an honorable mention from us we understand it's it's one of the best wrestling games but these five for us are, are what kind of stick with us yeah before we go can i read you one more ending from wrestlemania arcade oh, go on then Treat uh, do you want do, do you want doink i want doink. Or ban- i want doink. okay cool doink it is Uh, cool Um, the crowd went wild in celebration of Doink's victory this is Doink winning the WWF title in the main event of Wrestlemania brilliant and the crowd went wild in celebration of Doink's victory for an encore Doink dished out a few final blows with his hammer to each of his unconscious opponents while the circus music blared Dink and some clown friends bumbled into the arena on elephants and drew laughter from the audience everyone was dancing and having a great time as the fireworks went off all around them until one of them skyrocket, until one of the skyrockets exploded too close to the elephants and caused them to panic. They trampled down Jesus. the entire ring and a sizable percentage of the audience as well. Oh, it took a few, <laughs> it took a few hours and several hundred tranquilizer darts to get the situation under control. But the survivors of the audience claimed to have had the time of their lives that night. <laughs> that was Doink's ultimate reward. <laughs> I like that they don't even sugarcoat. They say survivors. Like, people died in that oh, elephant tramp. Wow. <laughs> I fucking love this game. There's bits of me like, is he just making... No way they could put this in a wrestling game. Yeah, right. It sounds like the sort of thing we'd make up, doesn't yeah. it? Like, it's that mental. Oh, God bless you, WE. I, that's that's <laughs> the remake I want. That's what I want. Yeah, right. It's great. Where's, where's all that, like silly humor and stuff now that's yeah that's what that's why the 90s were so good (laughs) uh if you disagree with us or you would like to say why no mercy is your favorite game of all time you know where to get in contact jesse what's our website there's a little form you can fill in at the bottom that uh might get read is there yeah a little form yeah oh yeah we've had messages on that it's cute but uh thank you for doing this i hope everyone's enjoyed the quick form episode on the next episode we will be doing our back to our long form we have an interview with one of the co-owners of breed pro wrestling mitch smith will be joining us and me and jesse will be going over a more detailed top five because as you can see with video games we don't need to pick five each you can just do five so these short form episodes are just going to be stuff where you don't need to go into too much detail about it they're fun. This is nice. It this, is, right? Yeah, this, hasn't, this hasn't even been an hour and we're nearly done. Yeah, this is great. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Make sure you check out the Game Till 5 episode dropping on Monday. That was a lot of fun to do. So, yeah. Anything to add, Jesse? Uh, no, all of that. Yeah, Game Till 5. It was a genuinely really good episode. So go listen and listen to all their stuff because they're good girls. And, um, yeah, gotentill5.com, all the good stuff. Um, yeah bye love you love you bye bye